0: Welcome to the African History Network show right here on 910 AM Superstation, the Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael Mhotep. It is Wednesday, July 7th, 2021, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing well today. Uh, there's been a uh, very, very uh, hectic day. Uh, was busy working on editing the video from uh, last night's show. So we had a great show um, uh, on Tuesday. So, go back and uh, check out that podcast. We talked about Shikari Richardson uh, not making uh, the Olympics, uh, the Olympic relay team being shut out altogether. Uh, we talked about Nicole Hannah Jones and Tanya Hesse Coates going to uh, become a faculty at Howard University. So we had a great show. We're gonna continue the discussion today dealing with Nicole Hannah Jones and Tana Hesse Coates because I did not get finished with the yesterday. We spent so much time dealing with Shakari Richardson. And then we also talked about also on Tuesday show we dealt with um uh, why marijuana is uh a prohibited in the Olympics. Why it's prohibited. We went through um and a a deep, deep analysis of that. So check out Tuesday's show Uh, on today's show. In addition to uh, Nicole Hannah Jones and Tana Hesse coach, we're going to deal with this very disturbing story out of Haiti. Uh, Haitian president, president Jovenel Moise uh, was assassinated early this morning. Um, The first lady was injured. Um, She's being, she's getting medical attention now. And the latest report is that uh, at least four uh, people have been arrested. At least four suspects in uh, the assassination of uh, Haitian President Jovenel Mo- 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 Moise have been arrested. Um, four suspects in Haiti assassination. I'm sorry. Four suspects in Haiti assassination killed. Two arrested after uh, president's death. Okay, so we're going to uh, look at some live updates from Washington Post and NBC News. I'm looking at updates right now from NBC News. I was looking at updates from Washington Post um, right before coming on the air um, today on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Um, Roland interviewed uh, the U.S. ambassador to. Uh, he he interviewed he interviewed the Haitian ambassador to the US. OK, so we're going to talk about uh, we're going to share an excerpt of that interview with you. And then also. Um, on the on the readout with Joanne Reed today, uh, she's she dealt with some of the history of Haiti. OK, she dealt with some of the history of Haiti and she also uh, spoke with Yamiche Alcindor. Uh, as well, journalist Yomisha, uh, Al Alcindor to do what's going on in Haiti. So, this is a deep history. We're, we're going to talk some about the history of Haiti as well. Uh, I was looking at a piece from, uh, Reuters, uh, from Al Jazeera. I was looking at a piece from Al Jazeera that has a timeline of history dealing with Haiti also. Okay, so we'll talk about that. And then, uh, the veteran actress, uh, and dancer, uh, Suzanne Douglas, probably best known for uh, portraying the wife on the parenthood. And she was also in the movie Tap with uh, Gregory Hines. She was in uh, Waiting to Exhale as well. She passed away um, on Tuesday. She passed away uh, yesterday, uh, age 64. So we'll talk some about uh, Suzanne Douglas as well. Uh, Jerry, she played Jerry on. Uh, uh The Parenthood, the wife of Robert Townsend, so really, really good show. Uh really liked her. Brilliant sister, very, very beautiful sister. Um, so she passed away as well. I first found out about that from Roland Martin. Roland posted about it on um I think I saw it first on his um instagram page okay but we'll talk some about suzanne douglas as well now on the african history network show we focus on educating empowering and inspiring people of african descent throughout the diaspora and around the world because right now it's correct wrong behavior what you do for yourself what you do to yourself and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself what you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself what you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read heard and seen about yourself so when you control the radius of a man or woman's thoughts, you can control the compass of his or her actions because the mind can't do it. Teach what it doesn't know. Uh, we, we're going to go to uh, we're going to jump into clip one here. uh Shakita, in just a second. This is from uh, NBC Nightly News. And I want to uh, look at uh, some uh, update here from uh, NBC News in just a second here uh, Four suspects and Haiti assassination killed two arrested uh, after president's death, police chief uh, says. So we know uh, Haiti has had a long history of corruption, interference from foreign governments, having to pay back the French uh, government for defeating them in the Haitian revolution, uh, having to pay reparations to France, uh, being invaded by the US all types of things have happened in Haiti. But if you look at some of the latest news here, uh, Haitian President Jovenel Moise was assassinated Wednesday in what was described as a coordinated attack. His wife was injured and is at a Miami hospital. Uh, Haiti, uh, Haiti's uh, national police chief said Wednesday night that Four suspects were killed and two others arrested following the early morning assassination of Haitian President Jovenel Moïse. Uh, Leon Charles, the director of Haiti's National Police, also said that three police officers had been held hostage, but that police freed them. Now, Haiti's government has blamed mercenaries for the attack uh president moise was killed early uh wednesday morning in what the co- in what the country's acting prime minister claude joseph uh described as a hateful as a quote hateful inhumane and barbaric act okay now um uh claude joseph prime minister claude joseph said a group of highly trained and heavily armed people attacked president moise moise's residence Around 1 a.m. shooting the president and his wife, first lady, Martine Moise, was flown to Florida and and is receiving medical attention in Miami. Haiti's ambassador to the United States uh, said Um, Moise, uh, President Moise, was 53 years old and took office in February 2017. Uh, He was attacked in his home in the suburb of the nation's capital, Port-au-Prince. Haiti, uh, we know Haiti is the poorest country in the Americas. A lot of that has to do with Europeans, European intervention. Okay. Um, We're coming up on a break here. I want to go to, we're going to go to this clip here from um, NBC Nightly News. Let's go to clip one, Shakita. Okay. Take it off mute. Okay. Okay. while we get that queued up. Also, there, there are updates coming in from CNN, Washington Post, New York Times. Uh, press play when we have it ready. Uh, we're going to go to some of the I was looking at some of the updates from the Washington Post as well. OK, uh, you have the clip. Press uh, take it off mute. Uh, 313-778-7600 is the call-in number. If you have a question or will comment, 313-778.
1: The brazen attack unfolded overnight at the top.
0: Go ahead. The resident.
1: Haitian President Jovenel Moise, the gunmen speaking English and Spanish reportedly yelled they were DEA agents, but the Haitian government said they were instead mercenaries, highly trained killers who shot dead the 53-year-old Moise and critically wounded his wife. Information. Now in charge, the country's prime minister was calling for calm while declaring a state of emergency with the world watching. Give you a lot more information, but it it's just it's very worrisome about the state of Haiti. In the last few months, Haiti has grown increasingly chaotic with spiraling game violence and inflation. Protesters had accused Moise of becoming an authoritarian by trying to rewrite the country's constitution. Did President Malise anticipate an assassination attempt? Probably because if you refer to the last statement, the last interview he did in January where he said that uh, he knows that a lot of people want him to be killed because of his reforms, of his policies. Haiti is the poorest nation in the Western Hemisphere, and a catastrophic earthquake in 2010 left more than 200,000 people dead by some estimates. Tonight, the airport in Port-au-Prince is shut down. The Dominican Republic has closed its border with Haiti, and the U.S. Embassy there is telling its staff to shelter in place. Haiti's ambassadors to the U.S. tells me that the country's first lady has just arrived in Miami for treatment and that the U.N. here trying to hold a Security Council meeting on Haiti tomorrow, Kate.
0: Okay, uh, that's from uh, NBC Nightly News. And the um, Haitian ambassador to the U.S. is Bochit uh, Edmund, okay? Um, uh, Haitian ambassador uh, to the U.S. Now, uh, we're coming up here on the break. We're going to continue this uh, on the other side of the break. Uh, I, I want to go to the interview that Roland Martin did um, uh, today as well, dealing with this. Uh, he spoke with uh, Bochit Edmund, uh, Haitian ambassador to the U.S., about what's going on in Haiti. Then uh, we're also going to deal with a brief history lesson in some of the history of Haiti. Uh, we know that it was Columbus in 1492 who um is going to conquer the territory uh, of uh, hispaniola and uh actually it it, it was um either 1492 or 1494 but uh uh, conquer the territory of hispaniola and uh, uh, uh saint dominique is going to become a french colony and we know that they're going to have brutal slave plantations, these sugarcane plantations uh, in these colonies. And it, it, this is going to lead to uh, the Haitian Revolution of uh, uh, the, the Haitian Revolution, which culminates in with Haiti gaining their independence in uh, 1804. All right. You listen to the African History Network show right here on 9, 10 a.m. Superstation, the Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotel. We'll be back in a few minutes.
2: Black on Purpose Television Network. Yes, Black on Purpose Television Network. All black, all positive, all the time. The largest black on streaming television network in the world. Bringing our people together worldwide. Controlling our messages, our story, our way. Black TV the way it should be. Black music black history, and more. 30 plus channels, thousands of shows, black on purpose television network, subscribe now. Gain knowledge in minutes from insightful summaries of progressive and socially conscious books. Blacklisted gives you access to curated content that'll satisfy your curiosity to learn and understand different perspectives. Empower yourself through inspirational and actionable ideas. It's easy to read or listen to on the go. Blacklisted. Empower yourself. Start your free trial today.
1: 910, The Superstation. Detroit's only African American talk radio.
0: Welcome back to the After History Network show right here on nine ten a.m. The Superstation, of Future Radio. I'm your host, Brother Michael M. Hotep. It is Wednesday, July 7th, 2021. We are live. I uh, hope everybody's doing well. Right before the break, we were talking about the assassination of Haitian President uh, Jovenel Moise that took place early uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, 313-778-7600 is the call in number if you have a quick question or comment. I want to remind you that the 10-week online course that I teach, Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, Understanding the Transatlantic Slave Trade, where they didn't teach you in school. uh, This class just started up uh, Sunday, July 4th. Class number two is Sunday, July 11th, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com and uh, scroll down the home page, you'll see the information for uh, uh, our a radio, our radio show. Uh, scroll down, you'll see the information for the online course. Click on, on register here. It takes you to the next page. Click on enroll, and as soon as you register, you can start watching the course content, okay? This is a 10-week online course that I teach. We do the class live. All the sessions are recorded. Uh, they're all archived. You'll still have access to the archived content. Even after the course is over with, we deal with thousands of years of history and what led up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. Uh, the class is regularly $130, is on sale $80. Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa. Kemet won the original names for Egypt. Uh, Ma'afa, Kiswahili Swahili term, which means the great disaster, our Holocaust. And uh, we deal with thousands of years of history and what led up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. And we deal with rebellions, of course. Slave rebellions, including the Haitian Revolution, uh, as well. Uh, We deal with that in the online course, also. All right. I want to go back to um, right before the break. We were talking about um, what took place in Haiti, and I want to um, flip over. Let's do a quick history lesson, okay? Um, We're going to go to we're going to go to clip um, we're going to go to clip three uh, next, uh, Shakita. So, cue that up for me, please. So, a brief history lesson here dealing with Haiti, okay? And it was 1492, I I had it correct the first time. 1492, Hispaniola. Um, Al Jazeera has a really good timeline. I I was doing research on content. you know covering the story and looking at different news sources everything from washington post to cnn and the first story i, I, I saw about this this morning i posted uh, about it. if you if you follow us on our facebook fan page the african history network i saw the story from um face to face com, face to face and um uh, that story was posted like about uh 6 30 a.m., something like that. Okay, so that was the first story uh, I I saw about this. Then the other news outlets um, were coming out with um, reporting uh, on this on this assassination as well. So. uh, I want to look at this piece here from uh, Al Jazeera, and this deals with a timeline of history uh, dealing with Haiti. So we could put all this into. Uh, a historical context okay so uh 1492 uh spanish colonies and i'm trying to pull up this article here from um face to faceafrica.com okay um 1492 spanish colonies uh, the, the, Spain colonizes the island of Hispaniola uh, after the arrival of Cristobal Cologne, Christopher Colombo, Christopher Columbus. Uh, so this is it, Hispaniola becomes a Spanish colony. OK, uh, 200 years later, Spain cedes the western half uh, of the Spanish colony of Hispaniola to France and becomes Saint Dominique. It becomes a French colony. The western half of it. Uh, plantations worked by slaves of African origin produce sugar, rum, and coffee that enrich France. Sugar, rum, and coffee that enrich France. And this is and, and it's important to understand. For and I, I deal with all this um, history in the online course that I teach because this ties right into um, the, the dealing with the transatlantic slave trade. Now, 1492 is that's towards the beginning of the transatlantic slave trade, which starts basically in 1441, um, with the Portuguese going into Mauritania. But this is the Europeans have been fighting the African Moors in Europe for hundreds of years. And 1492 is also the same year that, uh, the, the that the Moors relinquished the last stronghold in Spain, which is, uh, uh, Grenada, or Grenada. Um, um, uh, January 2nd 1492, Granada, January 2nd 1492, uh board board uh board of deal relinquishes the last stronghold, okay? And the Reconquista is complete. The Reconquista starts in 722 AD and this is the effort of uh Spain to take back the uh territory that the Moors are occupying. So that's January 2nd 1492. August August 2nd 1492, the uh Uh, Spain is going to expel the Sephardim, uh, the the, the Sephardic Jews. August 3rd, 1492, Columbus is going to set sail on his first of four voyages. And uh, October 12th of 1492, Columbus lands in the uh, territory that we call the Bahamas. Okay, but this is on his first voyage. He he went on four voyages. He had four voyages uh, from 1492. His last voyage was in 1504. And. In his uh, on his first voyage, he's going to land in Hispaniola and conquer Hispaniola. Okay, and that western portion of Hispaniola is going to become Haiti. All right. Um, So, okay, let's continue here. Eighteen oh one. Former, uh, slave Toussaint Louverture leads a successful revolt and abolishes slavery. 1804, um, uh, Haiti becomes independent, uh, under, uh, former slave Jean Jacques Dessalines, who was assassinated in 1806. In 1915, United States invades Haiti, withdrawing in 1943, but keeping financial control and political influence. Um, 1937, the, uh, in the worst incident of longstanding rivalry with neighboring Dominican Republic, thousands of Haitians in the border area are massacred by Dominican troops on the orders of dictator Trujillo. 1957, Francois Papadoc Duvalier takes power with military backing, ushering in a period which sees widespread human rights abuses. 1964, uh, Papa Doc Duvalier, Jean Jacques Duvalier, uh, I mean, fr- I'm sorry, fr- France, Francois Duvalier um, takes power with military backing, ushering in a period with uh, which sees widespread human rights abuses. 1964, uh, France, Francois Duvalier declares himself president for life. Okay, 1964, Francois Duvalier declares himself president for life, okay? And uh, his dictatorship is marked by repression, enforced by the fear Tonton Makut, secret police. 1971, Francois Duvalier dies and is succeeded by his son, uh, Jean-Claude Duvalier, also known as Baby Doc. Repression increases in the following decades Thousands of Haitian, quote unquote, boat people flee by sea to Florida. Many die on the way. Uh, here is uh, Haitian President Francois Duvalier's forces parade in in front of uh, the National uh, Palace in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, on May 15th, 1963, the day Duvalier's constitutional term as chief executive ended he declared himself president for life. That reminds me of uh, somebody else. I can't remember that person's name. It was um, a white guy. uh, He wanted to to stay in office also, try to uh, incite an insurrection. Um, I can't remember his name, but maybe y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, Okay, let's continue here. So 1986, popular revolt, uh, popular revolt forces, I say popular revolt forces Baby Doc to uh, flee Haiti to exile in France. Okay, Lieutenant General Henry Namphy uh, takes over. 1988, General Prosper Avril takes uh, over from Namphy in a coup. 1990, uh, Avril declares General Avril declares a state of siege and protest, but resigns ahead of elections under international pressure 1990 former parish priest uh, John Bertrand Aristide uh, a left-wing champion of the poor wins Haiti's first free election he is removed in a coup in 1991 1994 US troops intervene to oust military regime to oust military regime and John Bertrand Aristide returns U.N. peacemakers deploy in 1995 and Aristide protege Rene Preval is elected president. 1999, uh, John Bertrand Aristide is uh, elected president. uh, For a second term, despite uh, uh, despite disputed results, 2004, political unrest forces John Bertrand Aristide to flee. But the country descends into violence. Two thousand six, uh Preval is going to uh Renee Proval wins election, two thousand eight to two thousand ten, um a series of protests triggered by food shortages and cholera outbreak, and then over elections, a series of protests, okay? Then uh 2010, a catastrophic earthquake kills a hundred thousand to a uh, hundred thousand to three hundred thousand people, okay, uh in two thousand ten in Haiti, according to various estimates, uh causing widespread damage in Port au Prince and elsewhere. Despite an international this despite an international uh relief effort, the country is all but overwhelmed, exacerbating political, social, and economic problems. Okay, so what I want to do, uh, let's go to uh, let's go to clip let's go to clip three, uh, Shakita. Now, this is from uh, the readout with Joanne Reed. Okay, this is from the readout with Joanne Reed today, and uh, she's going to uh, she's speaking with uh, journalists. Yeah, Michelle Sindor, but she's laying out some of the history of Haiti. Let's go to this clip.
3: Early this morning, gunmen assassinated Haitian President Jovenel Moise and shot his wife at their private residence. A stunning development for a country roiled by gang violence, kidnappings, food shortages, and a surge in COVID infections. Which is all to say the situation in Haiti is dire. What bishops in this country, in that country, describe as on the verge of an explosion. Now, it often feels like we're not paying enough attention to Haiti, despite our, our centuries-long connection to our neighbor in the Caribbean. So I'm just going to take a moment to explain how we got here. Haiti's history is a story of revolution. What historian Marlene Doe calls the first Black Lives Matter movement. Haiti was once a French colony known as Saint-Dominique. It was one of the wealthiest colonies in the French Empire. Its plantations produced coffee, sugar, and indigo at the cost of immeasurable human suffering. Its slave trade was considered one of the most brutal in the entire world. Self-liberated enslaved people revolted, leading to the Haitian Revolution, led by the great Toussaint Louverture, and then the independence of Haiti from France in 1804, making Haiti the first modern state to abolish slavery, three years before Great Britain did. One massive outcome, the part Republicans want scrubbed from the textbooks, is that the revolution is why the French abandoned its plan to expand in the Americas, choosing instead to sell most of the land between the Rocky Mountains and the Mississippi River to the United States government, a transaction known as the Louisiana Purchase. Haiti went on to experience tremendous internal turmoil.
4: Pause
3: pause
0: it right there, Shakita. Pause it right there
3: pay enormous reparations
0: to France. When she talked about the Louisiana Purchase of 1803, it's important for people to understand the U.S. gets the equivalent about, uh, there's going to be about 15 states. They're going to carve out about 15 states out of this territory. They get about 828,000 square miles of land. In Louisiana Purchase, the Louisiana Purchase takes place because France is basically going bankrupt trying to uh, fight the Haitians during the Haitian Revolution. The Haitian Revolution really starts in 1791. Okay, I know Al Jazeera puts it at uh, starts in 1801. That's that's one phase of it. If we look at this piece here from uh, BlackPast.org uh dealing with the Haitian Revolution is is 1791 to 1804. It really starts in 1791, the Haitian Revolution. But 1803 you have Louisiana Purchase signed by um Thomas Jefferson. Okay. And they get uh they get all this land. The U.S. is going to get all this land uh and it basically doubles the territory of the U.S. at the time. Okay. The reason why the US was able to get the land from the Louisiana purchase is because the Haitians were beating the hell out of Napoleon Bonaparte and the French. Okay. But what this is going to do is this is going to give the U S more land to, um, plant crops and to have slaves on because, you know, they're trying to keep a balance between slave holding States and free States. So even though all of the territory that they get, they don't have slaves on, but, this is going to increase the need for slaves in this country coming from the U S getting this land from the Louisiana purchase. And it's going to double the territory, uh, of the U S also. All right. But the reason why and now, the, the land that France sold, they stole from native Americans and indigenous and African people who were here that that wasn't France's land to sell. OK, so one thief sold sold land to another thief. So, so when we look at the Louisiana Purchase, we really have to understand. Put that at See, a lot of times they talk about the Louisiana Purchase, but they don't talk about why France had to sell the land. The Haitians were beating the hell out the French. And not only not only did the Haitians defeat the French during the, the during the, um, the Haitian Revolution, but the, the but the British and the Spanish were allies of the French. In the haitian revolution and 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 uh the haitians beat the hell out of all of them okay and what this is going to do then uh, when they talked about um in one of the clips well she's going to talk uh joy talks about this the the reparations that uh haiti had to pay to to to, to, to these colonizers okay To these colonizers. There's another story that we'll probably talk about tomorrow where Jamaica is demanding uh, reparations from the Queen of England. Rightfully so, because these are colonizers. All right. So when Meghan Markle married Prince Harry, I told you back then it was to 2018, I think it was 2019. They got married on Malcolm X's birthday, May 19th, which is also Queen Charlotte Sophia's birthday. Okay, and Queen Charlotte Sophia was the wife of King George III. King George III was the king during the during the American Revolution, and this is who the 13 colonies are fighting against, the monarch King George III, but his wife is of African Moorish descent on her mother's side of the family, Queen Charlotte Sophia. Okay? Um but if we look at this article here, and then we we'll go back to the clip. Um in 1825, hey, this is from forbes.com. In 1825, Haiti paid France $21 billion to preserve its independence. Time for France to pay it back. Okay. This is from December 6, 2017. This is the reparations that France had to pay these colonizers. Okay. So when we look at the chaos that's going on in Haiti today, it's because a lot of that has to do with intervention from European colonizers, including the U.S., a lot of that has to do with the, the intervention from European colonizers in this whole history going back uh, uh, 400 years or so, going back to the to the Spanish colonizers invading and raping uh, Hispaniola in the Western portion is, is going to become Haiti. OK, so uh, let's go back to this clip, please.
4: led
3: by the great Toussaint Louverture, and then the independence of Haiti from France in 1804, making Haiti the first modern state to abolish slavery, three years before Great Britain did. One massive outcome, the part Republicans want scrubbed from the textbooks, is that the revolution is why the French abandoned its plan to expand in the Americas, choosing instead to sell most of the land between the Rocky Mountains and the Mississippi River to the United States government a transaction known as the Louisiana Purchase. Haiti went on to experience tremendous internal turmoil and a toxic relationship with the West, from having to pay enormous reparations to France for overthrowing its slave owners, to a U.S. occupation that lasted 19 years. The U.S. also helped to sustain the Duvaliers, Papa Doc and Baby Doc, the dictators who ruled Haiti for nearly 30 years, before priest Jean-Bertrand Aristide became the first democratically elected president in 1990. The history of dictatorship and political upheaval has now culminated in the assassination of Haiti's latest head of state. To tack on natural disasters and scarce resources that everybody's fighting over, we're now seeing a revolutionary-style society that could very well implode. Haiti has plenty of reasons to mistrust foreign intervention. But there may be a revolution on our doorstep, so let's pay attention. Joining me now is Yamiche Alcindor, White House correspondent for PBS NewsHour and moderator of Washington Week. And, you know, i, I in trying to set that up, Yamiche, I feel because people don't understand the close relationship we've always had to Haiti. It took us like 19 years to even recognize them as a free country until shortly before the Civil War. And then we just have been screwing around with them for all this time in, in that context. Is there anything that Haitian Americans and Haitians uh, in in that country believe we can do what this border should do? Well, thanks, Joy, for giving this this story so much attention um, and for setting it up in this way. I've been talking to Haitian-Americans on the ground, um, civil society members and members of the clergy all day, and what they really say is that Haitian people want to be hurt. They want a transitional government, they want a government that isn't corrupt, they want a government that's going to be serving the actual people. Now, of course, the late president, Jovenel Moise. there are a lot of people across the country mourning the, the loss of him, mourning his assassination, but there are also people who remind me today, even on today, that he is someone who is accused of corruption, who was accused of acting like a dictatorship. I interviewed someone, uh, an expert, who said, this is Haiti beyond a constitutional crisis. This is a new rock bottom for Haiti. People know Haiti as a struggle. this in own home. Haitian people are saying now to the United States, listen to what we're saying, and what we're saying is that a traditional government, a government that is going to be thinking about the people and their needs is what we need. We don't need Marines, I'm told. We don't need a U.N. intervention. What we need is the Haitian people to have power and resources given to them and given to them to have their own destiny, that's to be in, in, in power of that and i think we both know jackie charles is a phenomenal reporter at the miami herald who reported some really strange details yeah she is the best uh 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 well you and she are the best um you're equally the best um she reported some really weird details here including what seemed like american voices being heard during the assassination we're not sure if that was a recording or what in a seeming attempt to make it look like the dea was involved given that the white house had to respond and they know the dea was not involved in this are there any new details on that and is the white house responding in any way or planning to do more than just issuing that statement. I've been talking to White House officials all day about this, including sharing questions to President Biden today, and what I'm hearing is that U.S. officials know that they need to do something. President Biden ran on this idea that he was going to be keeping promises to Haiti. And there have been a lot of Haitian Americans who are frankly disappointed because President Biden was supporting um, what the late President Jovenel Moise, who a lot of people said was in power past his due time and had been acting um, illegally. So the United States now is looking at what their solutions are. It sounds like the solutions are gonna be trying to give more security uh, investments to the national police in Haiti, trying to secure um, what's going on, on on the ground there, but the United States hasn't really figured out what its strategy is other than saying that there needs to be elections this year Or Haitian Americans are saying that's simply not possible, people are too scared on the ground there. Um, this is a real quagmire for, for the Biden administration, but this is a country that is just so close to the United States that there's going to yeah. have to be a solution, the United States is going to have to be involved. Right. Because, you know, between our our policy with Cuba and our policy with Haiti, these are two countries that quickly, every crisis there becomes a, a migration crisis at some point. Very quickly, is there any concern that that might be another element of what happens next, that there's pure chaos there? Of course, um, the idea that Haitians, there's something like the UNICEF said that 18,000 people in the last few months have fled their homes. People are terrified, Joy. I've been mean, yeah. talking to people on the ground and they're just, they, people can't leave their homes. People are sheltering in place right now. So there is this migration issue, but really there also is this issue of whether or not people can even survive and get out yeah. of this place. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you so much, Jamie shelson Really appreciate you being here to talk about this very important issue tonight. Okay, well, up next. You're not the boss of me. I, I mean...
0: Okay, pause the right of- there. Pause it right there. Pause it right there. All right. Uh, we're going to go to clip two. Just a second here. Okay. So that was Joy Reid from um, MSNBC, the readout. Um, and Yamiche Sendor and giving some background um, historical information on Haiti and giving some information on what's uh, taking place today. OK. In Haiti. All right. Now, I want to. Um, I want to look at the uh, updates from. The Washington Post right quick. OK. And then we'll go to this. Uh, then I want to go to this interview here that uh, Roland Martin did. Uh, today with the U.S. ambassador to. Uh, the, 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 the Haitian ambassador to the U.S. I should say the Haitian ambassador to the U S. Okay. Uh, I want to flip over and look at the updates here from the Washington post and let me refresh the screen here. So we get the most recent updates. Just bear with me here. Uh, Haitian President Jovenel Moise assassinated at his home by unidentified gunmen. Uh, police said two of the assailants have been detained and four others killed. Okay, uh, so a group of uh, gunmen wielding assault weapons assassinated uh, Haitian President uh, Moise and wounded his wife at their home in the hills overlooking Port-au-Prince Wednesday. This was early Wednesday morning. It's about 1 a.m. Plunging the Western Hemisphere's poorest nation deeper into a destabilizing crisis. Okay, pushing Haiti into deeper into a destabilizing crisis. The attack by assailants that Haitian authorities described as, quote unquote, commandos comes amid months of escalating political instability. And gang violence that have critically eroded the rule of law in the Caribbean nation of 11 million. President Moise was 53 years old. Uh, he dissolved parliament, uh, in January 2020 and ruled by decree as opponents and protesters demanded that he, that he step down as protesters, uh, and opponents demand that he step down armed armed gangs with with unclear allegiances have seized control of growing portions of the country terrorizing the population with kidnappings rapes and killings okay so uh leon charles head of the uh, haitian national police told reporters on wednesday july 7th that his forces had detained two of the assailants and killed four others liberating three police officers being held hostage in the process. He said uh, police had been engaging the attackers since the early hours of Wednesday after blocking roads uh, they had intended to use to escape the city. Uh, Léon Charles head of the uh, Haitian national police said, quote, as I am talking to you, the fighting is ongoing with the assailants. We will hunt them. They can be killed in an exchange of bullets or arrested. Now, Haitian authorities did not identify the assailants killed or in custody. But communications minister uh, Perdale, uh Henrique Henriquez um, uh, said the men were, quote unquote, foreigners, Haitian authorities, eyewitnesses and videos That circulated on social media indicated that assailants were speaking Spanish and English in the in the Creole and French speaking country and apparently claimed to be with the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration to sow confusion during the audacious operation. There were no immediate reports of injuries among the president's security detail, prompting questions about why the attackers apparently met little resistance. OK, um, let's go uh, quickly here to uh, clip number two. This is uh, from Roland Martin on the filter. He's speaking with the uh, Haitian ambassador to the U.S. Let's go to this clip. Clip number uh, Go ahead. Go ahead.
5: From suffering that certainly can apply to uh, our brothers and sisters in Haiti. Uh, that mm. country is still under siege and is a state of siege. The International Airport, as we speak, is shut down. Why? Because overnight, the President of Haiti, Giladal Moise, uh, was assassinated early, in, early this morning in his home. His wife, uh, Martine, is recovering from the injury she sustained in the attack. Joseph, the interim prime minister, called the killing a "quote, hateful, inhumane, and barbaric" act. Uh, there's been lots of uh, drama in Haiti over the last several years. Uh, the Haitian president, uh, some say he should have been removed, and he was op- he was operating illegally. Um, it has been they have been the country been in, a, in, a, in a it had protests and. Uh, all kind of the things that have been happening up uh, in Haiti, people have been angered by what they have seen, uh, when it comes to lack of food, lack of opportunities, uh, all of that, of course, 11 years ago, uh, a earthquake devastated uh, Haiti. Billions of dollars poured into the country, and many say things have not uh, changed for the better. But keep in mind also that one of the reasons that Haiti is in the condition that we in is because after, they got their freedom after they defeated the French and came to slavery. They were forced to pay back. They were
0: forced to pay. What happened? All right. Though uh we're out of time here on nine ten a.m. Superstation WFDF. Those watching on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network, the African History Network and our YouTube channel, Michael M. Hotel, I-M-H-O-T-E-P. Keep watching. We're going to keep broadcasting. Um, if you like this type of information, you can support the African History Network. Dollar sign, The A-H-N Show, through Cash App. Dollar sign, The A-H-N Show, through Cash App. Also through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the A-H-N Show. Or at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Uh, remember, right now is correct. Wrong behavior is not over till we win. Wakanda of forever. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Peace. All right, stand by everybody, stand by. Let me disconnect this call here. Okay. All right. So this is our official Cash App account, dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App, dollar sign the AHN show through Cash App. Uh, you support, you can support us there if you like this type of information or through, uh, PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. Okay. Um, let's, let's continue here. Also, be sure to register for the online course um, that, that I teach. Uh, we have a new session, a new class to start uh, starting up on Sundays, uh, Sunday, July 4th. It started class number one, uh, ancient Kemet, the Moor, the Moors and the Ma'afa understand the transatlantic slave trade where they didn't teach you in school. Uh, we deal with thousands of years of history. And what led up to the transatlantic slave trade taking pl- place. So we have the information on our website, African History dot com, African dot com. Um, you can register for it there. And we pull this up here. Next class is uh, Sunday. Uh, July 11th, Sunday, July 11th is the next class. So it's going to be uh, 10 consecutive Sundays. And we deal with over 50,000 years of history, uh, and what leads up to the transatlantic slave trade. We deal with the uh, ancient, uh, Africa, uh, ancient Kemet, Ethiopia, uh, Tanahesi, Nubia, the Nile Valley region of Africa. Uh, we deal with the 800 year occupation of Europe by the Africans known as the Moors and what led up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. Okay. So, I do a powerpoint presentation we have book references articles video clips guest speakers uh, dr david m Hotep, who wrote the book the first americans were africans documented evidence uh, spoke to my class uh, on june 12th the saturday the saturday class he spoke to my class june 12th and as soon as you register you can start watching archive content you can join us in class live on sunday june 11th okay that's the next live class but we have uh, archived content from the Saturday class that I'm teaching that's wrapping up right now. We have like one or two more sessions. So he spoke to my class, uh, Dr. David M. Imhotep, spoke to the class um, uh, June 12th. So you will be able to watch that archived content also. So at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, uh, click on the um, – uh, click right here where it, where it says um, – Register here and it takes you to the next page and click on enroll as soon as you enroll you can start watching the content. You can watch uh, class number one that we did Sunday, July 4th. And then you can watch uh, the archived information from the Saturday course uh, also. Okay? And you'll be ready for uh, class on Sunday, July 11th. Sunday, July 11th. means 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay? Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa understanding the transatlantic slave trade what they didn't teach you in school. Okay. Let's continue here. I want to go back to, um, let me cue this up. I want to go to the interview that, uh, Roland Martin did today. Um, I want to go to the interview that Roland did today. And he spoke with the, um, Haitian ambassador to the U.S. Okay, let me. Uh, I have to cue that up here because we're not broadcasting on 9:10 a.m. Uh, WFDF anymore. They they had it queued up at the radio station, but I need to cue it up here. So just a second, we'll get that going. Everybody, share this broadcasting on social media platforms. Invite your friends to tune in also. Okay, stand by, let me get this queued up. Okay.
6: Overnight, the president of Haiti, Jovenal uh, Moise was assassinated early early this morning in his home. His wife, uh, Martin is recovering from the injuries she sustained in the attack, Claude Joseph, the interim prime minister, called the killing a quote "hateful, inhumane and barbaric act. Uh, there has been lots of uh, drama in Haiti over the last several years. Uh, the Haitian president, uh, some say he should have been removed, that he was uh, he was operating illegally. Um, it has been, they've been, the country has been in a, in a, they've had protests and uh, all kind of things that have been happening uh, in Haiti. The People have been <laughs> angered about what they have seen uh, when it comes to lack of food, lack of opportunities, uh, all of that, of course, it was 11 years ago, uh, an earthquake devastated uh, Haiti. Billions of dollars poured into the country, and many say things have not uh, changed for the better, but keep in mind also. That one of the reason that, reasons that Haiti is in the condition that it is in is because after they got their freedom, after they defeated the French, when it came to slavery, they were forced to pay back. They were forced to pay the very people who they beat in the war. You haven't actually heard that happen before. And so you are dealing with a historical issue here as well. Uh, joining us right now to discuss what's happening there is uh, Bakshi Edmond, the Haitian ambassador to the United States. Certainly glad to have you here, uh, Ambassador uh, on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Um, well, first of all, right now, who is in control? What is going on typically when you've had, when you let's say in the United States, if there's the assassination of the president, the vice president? Steps in Speaker of the House, and you have a chain of command. What actually is the situation as we speak in Haiti? Uh, the, the the current situation is uh, there is an entering uh, So so let's actually so we can get a lot of feedback. If you can actually bring your volume down because it's a loop going.
7: I'll go right ahead. So the, there is an entry government in place, uh, 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 meaning that the center government has the responsibility to step in. And, and assure uh, the helm of the country, but uh, we believe there has been also a prime minister name, but he was in the process of forming a new government. He, he didn't have the time to assume office yet. Therefore, the interim government no. is, uh, is the caretaker government uh, for now until we 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 create a path uh, to have a better discussion and to know who is going to lead the country. But so far. The interim prime minister is the is the is the, the chair of the council of ministers, uh, which is according to the constitution, that should be taking place. Any case, any situation would have occurred to the president. So the so the, you know, the
6: interim president. But correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the the assassinated president last week. Did he not ask for all of his prime ministers
7: to resign? No, the President uh, uh, requested the resignation of the Prime Minister because he wanted to have a national consensus government. He wanted to give the post of the Prime Minister to the opposition parties uh, because that was one of the recommendations of the OAS, the delegation in Haiti, and that's what he wanted to do. And as a matter of fact, he did that on Monday. He named a new Prime Minister from the opposition parties so that Prime Minister could form a new government. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, the, 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 the event happened this morning, and the, the prime minister didn't have the time to form the government yet. But since there is a vacuum, it is the most absolute necessity to have a government to have authorities to step in. And the, the, the entering government has to step in to be the caretaker until we clear the situation up. Um, the,
6: I mean, obviously, uh, today, President uh, Joe Biden uh, spoke, uh, on the issue there. Others did, uh, as well. Uh, you also have, uh, talking about how grave a situation this is. I'm gonna play that a little bit later. Uh, but you also have, uh, what is being spread around, uh, who was behind this. Uh, the, uh, I've seen some reports saying the assassins claimed to be with the United States Drug Enforcement Agency. They were speaking Spanish. They were speaking English. So what, what do you know right now? Um, who is leading this investigation? Has Haiti asked for uh, international law enforcement help to lead the investigation to find out who killed the Haitian president?
7: Of course. Uh, I, uh, this morning, in my conversation with the White House, I did request that officially that uh, we that the United States uh, help and conduct of the investigation uh, because they have expertise in that. Uh, because we're talking about the assassination of a head of state. And uh, what I can tell you now, we, uh, according to the information I have from the, from the Prime Minister, uh, it seems that uh, the National Police has caught some of those messages, Uh Now uh, they are being arrested and we, they are going to be questioned and interrogated. Uh, and we're still seeking for, for more, for the rest, because we believe there are more than 30. Uh, but right now there are more than 20 on the uh under the police uh under police arrest uh we are going to interrogate them to question them and to know the motive the real motive, or who sent them but when it comes to the dea those people they use uh the dea name and and thing just to mask what they came to do to kill the president they were they were not uh the agents they were fake the agents the now Here's what I find to be interesting, and again,
6: we're just trying to understand all this here. He was living in his private residence. He's heavily guarded. Were any uh, were
7: any of his security detail injured in the shooting? Uh, that's that's why I believe. I will leave it to the investigation because uh, this is this uh, the question troubled me as well because uh, we want to make sure that. Uh, if the, the private residence of the president is not is not a place you can go easily like this. So it's an outskirt of quarter it's a very well uh, secured area and we just don't understand exactly what happened. And that's why we I will leave the to the investigation to to reveal exactly what happened, why they didn't have any resistance whatsoever. So let us wait.
6: And, and and the reason I'm raising that point because th- this is simple. Uh, if you had ind- if you had individuals, and what we're showing right now is some video uh, that was actually shot uh, by uh, folks who live near the compound. If if you had assailants, mercenaries, whatever you want to call them, uh, who stormed the facility to kill the president, that means that there would have been folks protecting him who were injured, which raises the question was this an inside job Were the people were, were, were those who were, who were, who were charged with protecting the president, were they actually involved? So the question, of his security detail, are they being detained? Uh, are, have they been placed under arrest? Are they being questioned?
7: Uh, your question is a valid point. Uh, I have been asking myself as well. Uh, but, uh, as I told you before, i would prefer leaving that to the investigation because I don't want to make any speculation or confirm anything uh, without having uh, details from the national police investigation.
6: Um, I, I did see here that, um, uh, and this is from a from uh, from a source. Uh, this is from um, the uh, the Inside Paper. Uh, they actually have a video here that, that the uh, the First Lady of Haiti that uh, she has been flown to Florida is going to be treated uh, in Miami, is that
7: correct? Yeah, she's been in Miami for the last four hours. Uh, she's at the hospital now being treated. We we do hope, we pray that she will come out uh, uh, You know, of this uh, very tragic situation. Um, we have
6: discussed what has happened in Haiti for uh, a number of times, and the country has been beset. We've seen issues ahead of the High Court there died of COVID-19 uh, last month. Uh, you also have had all these different protests that have been going on uh, in the country as well, lots of unrest, uh, and so w- 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 what many folks are asking is, what is it going to take to have a stable government in Haiti, to have peaceful transfer of, of power, and for the people uh, to feel confident. Uh, that, uh, that the country will, will be well run and what be dealing with corruption when we dealing with things along those lines
7: first of all it is uh, primarily the responsibility of the Haitians politicians to make sure that uh, they do their best, they do their best to to contribute to the stability political stability of the country uh, at the same time while it is the responsibility of the Haitian politicians uh, to be to, to do the right but I also understand, I also believe that uh, uh, some of our partners of the international community do have certain responsibilities as well, because we cannot give the blame entirely to the Haitian authorities or to the Haitian politicians, uh, because we understand uh, the way we've been working with most of the international partners, and we turn, we don't believe that uh, necessary help and assistance have been given to the country. Uh, there is there is something, uh, you mentioned in your program, when it comes to the, after the earthquake, when it comes to the billion of dollars were, were poured into the country. But unfortunately, those money were not managed by the government. They were managed by NGOs. That's why Haiti has a second name. They call it the, the Republic of NGOs. So this is to show you that there is a responsibility of the international community. Those NGOs, they are not accountable for the money they spent on our behalf. They receive the money. They spend the money. And most of the time, and one—if uh, you take the example
8: on one dollar, you
7: want US dollars. Most of the time, ninety-five cents are, are, are come back to the to the to the to the country, either to the US or the France or to other countries. Ninety-five cents, ninety-five cents. I mean, five cents only are left in the country, and that's why you cannot see the impacts. And while you know the the, the American taxpayers, when they know they've been contributing a lot. To help Haiti uh, set up, but unfortunately, those money were not channeled to the government. They were channeled by NGOs, and they are the ones who manage those money. And if we want to talk about corruptions, that's where the corruptions reside within the NGOs, not only in the government, in the public sector, but the NGOs have also responsibility because they, there is an opacity in the way they manage their money on our behalf, and we don't know anything. They don't want to give report don't know anything and everything that what they're doing so that's why it's very important to call in a new way in a new paradigm when it comes to NGOs and Haiti hey, if you want to talk about development if you want to talk about uh, political stability NGOs have also some responsibilities They need to take the blame as well.
6: Ambassador Bakshi Edmund uh, the Haitian ambassador to the United States we we'll sort of appreciate it thanks a bunch and uh, we'll certainly sort of be watching to see uh, what, what happens uh, uh, in this country in the wake of the assassination of uh, your president thanks a lot.
0: So, um, that is from Roland Martin Unfiltered from um, Wednesday, July 7th. Wednesday, July 7th, 2021, Roland Martin Unfiltered. And uh, Roland was speaking with the Haitian ambassador to the U.S., Bochit Edmund. Haitian ambassador to the U.S., Bochit Edmund. Okay, in dealing with the in dealing with the uh, assassination of uh, Haitian President uh, Jovenel Moise. So uh, I want to go back to the updates here from the Washington Post. This Washington Post has live updates, and I've been monitoring the different news sources and refreshing the screen to get the latest. Um, information to get the latest updates. So let me uh, let me flip back over to this here. But all this uh, ties into history as well, understanding the, the, the history of Haiti and interference from uh, European forces. Um, on tomorrow's show, we're going to, if we have time, we're going to try to squeeze in talking about uh, Jamaica demanding reparations from Um, The Queen of England. Okay. And that ties into a history of colonizing that England has done. And going back to 1915, uh, about one fifth of the world population was under British rule. You're dealing with colonizers. Okay. And Jamaica was one of the British colonies and they're going to set up these sugarcane plantations in Jamaica as well. Jamaica is originally going to be conquered by uh, Columbus, okay, in uh, 1494, but you're going to, it's going to fall into the hands of the British. So, and you're going to have these different European nations fighting over these new territories uh, that they're conquering. And they're trying to extract the wealth, trying to rebuild Europe uh, because Europe was coming out of the, you know, coming out of the dark ages, late 1400s, early 1500s. And because of the Black Death, the bubonic plague, uh, Europe had lost one quarter to one third of their population. Uh, the Black Death hits in 1347 A.D. and hits in spurts from 1347 to 1400. And Europe loses between 25 million to 75 million people. So as Dr. John Henrik Clark says, uh, Europe was land poor, people poor, and resource poor. And, you know, they're conquering, they, they are exploring new lands to them, conquering people's lands, enslaving people, setting up sugarcane plantations, setting up uh, various types of plantations, extracting, extracting the mineral wealth, uh, out of, uh, the land, uh, et cetera. Okay. So I want to go back to, um, Let me flip back over here to. I'm gonna flip back over here to uh, the Washington Post. Just a second here. Okay, updates from the Washington Post. Uh, Haitian President Jovenel Moise assassinated at his home by unidentified gunmen. We know uh, at least four suspects have been killed and at least two have been arrested. Now, interim prime minister, Claude Joseph, who said he was now the head of Haiti's government, denounced the, quote, odious, inhuman and barbaric attack. Um, Haiti's ambassador uh, to the United States, Bochit uh, Bochit Edmund, who you just heard from, that's who uh, Roland Martin interviewed today, uh, said the government had requested assistance from the United States In boosting its police and armed forces, he said a manhunt, a manhunt was underway to chase down what he called, quote, well-trained professional killers, commandos, quote, well-trained professional killers, quote, commandos. Well-trained professional killers, uh, commandos. Now, no group immediately claimed responsibility for the attack. Um, Interim Prime Minister Claude Joseph denounced the denounced a nationwide state state of siege with security under the control of the country's armed forces and police. He appealed to Haitians to remain calm and called on, quote, all the forces of the nation to accompany us in this battle in the continuity of the state because democracy and the republic must win. Democracy and the Republic must win. President Joe Biden condemned what he called the quote unquote heinous act. Uh, As you heard in the previous clip that we played uh, earlier in the show, uh, President Biden said, uh, we quote, we stand ready to assist as we continue to work for safe and secure uh, Haiti. He said this speaking to reporters at the White House, he called the attack, quote, very worrisome, end quote, and said we need a lot more information. Now neighbor heard the outbreak of heavy machine gun fire shortly after 1 a.m. Shortly after 1 a.m. Uh coming in spurts of 10 to 5 minutes for more than an hour. Ralph Chevry, a board member uh of the Haiti center for socio policy in Port-au-Prince, which is the capital of Haiti. Um, He said the weapons I heard, I have never heard in Haiti before. The weapons I heard, I have never heard in Haiti before. He lives just over a mile from the president's residence and said he heard the fighting clearly. Now, uh, Ralph Chevry said neighbors heard the black clad assailants speaking in Spanish in audio recordings purportedly made during the attack during the attack. The authenticity of which could not be confirmed by the Washington Post. At least one man with an American accent accent speaks in English and claims to be from the DEA. DEA operation, everybody stand down, the man says in what sounds like uh, a southern accent. Now, U.S. officials strongly denied the claim the Biden administration has supported uh, uh, President Moise. It sounded like a ruse, a tactic, uh, Ralph Chevry said. In a grainy video, eyewitnesses describe at least some of the attackers as quote unquote white and said they... uh, and said they see some of them walking by Haitian police who they say appear to be standing down. Now, um, do you see these guys disarming Jovenel's guys? One man asked. The president is gone. Uh, quote unquote. Uh Edmond, Edmund, the Haitian ambassador to the US, said, quote, I am convinced they were foreigners though they might have been helped by some nationals for logistics, for cars and how they arranged to arrive at the president's home. He went on to say they need assistance. They were screaming DEA operation, but we know it was fake. We know they were not DEA agents, end quote. Now, State Department spokesman Ned Price said uh, asked Wednesday, about reports of foreign mercenaries in the operation said when uh, when asked wednesday about reports of foreign mercenaries in the operation said quote we don't have clear answers at this time what we do know and what we've said is that haitian authorities are investigating and we stand ready to offer assistance to that investigation end quote ned price uh went on to say Uh, State Department uh, spokesman, Ned Price, went on to say it is still the view of the United States that elections this year should proceed. Uh, We have urged the Haitian government and stakeholders repeatedly to reach a political accord to ensure legislative and presidential elections take place this year. Now. um, Bochit Edmund, Haitian. Uh, ambassador to the U.S. said of uh, Haitian First Lady Martine Moise, he said that she remained in critical but stable condition. uh, An airplane carried her Wednesday afternoon to Fort Lauderdale, Florida for care in the United States. Um, Bochit Edmund uh, said the Haitian government had been in contact with the State Department and the White House. Now, in the wake of the assault, the streets of uh, Port-au-Prince, the capital of of Haiti, uh, were eerily calm on Wednesday with little police presence beyond the presidential residence, even as a sense of fear lingered. Okay, Uh, Cliff Fortson, an uh, an electrician in Port-au-Prince, said the news has shaken us. If the first man of the country can be killed like that, the population is not safe. All right. Now, last Wednesday, gunshots rang out in uh, uh in the Petionville suburb of Port-au-Prince. A senior Haitian official said police had discovered a safe house being used by suspected assailants. The official also said that John rebelled Dosanat. Uh, uh, dosen, uh, Uh, who served as uh, Jovenel Moise's liaison to the powerful street gangs, was detained for questioning near the border with the Dominican Republic. Okay. uh, Read the rest of this. And uh, we'll talk some more about this on tomorrow's show. Uh, This is from the Washington Post. Uh, Haitian President Jovenel Moise assassinated at his home by unidentified gunmen. And they have uh, New York Times, CNN, um, Washington Post have uh, live updates of, of of what is taking place. Also, check out the uh, article here from uh, NBC News, and they're going to update it. Uh, this one here: four suspects in Haiti assassination killed; two arrests; two arrested after president's death. Police chief says. There's also another one from. Um, Uh, It's also another one from NBC News. Let me see. We'll pull this up here. This is the this is the first article dealing with the uh, assassination here. Let's pull this one up. Okay, this one is a Haitian president uh uh, moise assassinated and let me see what does this say here okay first lady injured in attack interim pm prime minister says uh the country's first lady was injured in the attack on their residence that's from july 7th 2021 also from uh nbc news okay uh new york times has some really good uh reporting on this as well they have uh, live updates that I was reading also from uh, the New York Times I've got that up in um, in Firefox I've, I have Firefox and Google Chrome up. I've got probably close to 75 to 100 tabs open so uh, just a second here slow down You can look at the live updates also from um the New York Times as well. Okay. Our uh, live updates hours after uh, Haiti's president is assassinated. Uh, four stu- four suspects killed and two arrested. Okay. And so you can check out live updates from uh, New York Times, CNN, et cetera. Alright, I want to I want to go quickly here. I want to try to I didn't know we were gonna I was gonna spend so much time on this first story. Uh I want to go quickly to uh back to the story we were talking about on Tuesday's show. And this deals with uh this deals with Nicole Hannah Jones and, and Tyna Hesse Coates. Uh, joining the faculty at uh, Howard University and we know that Nicole Hannah Jones was interviewed on uh, Tuesday July 6th on uh, CBS this morning with uh, uh, Gail King okay and she announced in that interview that she was not going to accept a faculty position uh, a tenured position, I should say, a tenured position with University of North Carolina Chapel Hill. She was already a professor there in the journalism school, the Hussman School of Journalism. And uh, we know it became a uh, public issue that uh, conservatives on the board were blocking her tenureship because largely to do with the uh, 1619 project that she uh that she spearheaded for the new york times okay so uh uh, nicole hannah jones and Hesse coates were both uh interviewed by joanne reed on uh the readout on the readout uh on july on tuesday july 6 2021 okay so i want to go to that clip here
9: Prize winning journalist for her work on the New York Times 1619 project and a UNC alum was originally set to fill the school's own prestigious night chair in race and investigative journalism. After a rigorous review and recommendation, followed by howls of complaints from right wingers offended by the 1619 project, Hannah Jones was at first denied tenure by the board of trustees. That sparked a fierce backlash, which led to the university to reverse course and offer her tenure last week. For the record, the professorship has always been a tenured position. Breaking her silence, Hannah Jones issued a statement today that laid out in great detail how painful this entire process has been. She writes, why would I want to teach at a university whose top leadership chose to remain silent, to refuse transparency, to fail to publicly advocate that I be treated like every other night chair before me? These times demand courage, and those who have held the most power in this situation have exhibited the least of it. The burden of working for racial justice is laid on the very people bearing the brunt of the injustice and not the powerful people who maintain it. I say to you, I refuse. And joining me now is the brand new inaugural night chair in race and reporting at Howard University, Nicole Hannah-Jones, and incoming Sterling Brown chair in the Department of English at Howard University, Tanahasi Coates. I am so jealous that I'm no longer teaching this semester. I finished my semester last year just in the nick of time at Howard. Uh, But welcome, welcome, welcome to the Howard family. I'm so proud of both of you and excited. I want to start with you, Nicole. You wrote this phenomenal piece, and I hope everyone will read it in which you really worked through the pain of being denied this opportunity at the place where you went to to, to graduate school, you are an alum, and how much you said the university gave you and fed into you and and, and sewed into you to only have this happen. I just want to, just for a moment, talk to us about how that felt to have that, go through that whole process only to be told, no tenure.
10: Thank you for uh, having us on tonight, and and thanks for the conversation. Um, It was humiliating it was um, deeply hurtful and it was it was enraging because as you know you don't grow up a black child in this country without being told that you have to work twice as uh, hard to get half as far that you have to be twice as good Um, but I've been that and to do everything uh, that you are told to do to be successful and then have them change the rules at the end at a school that I am an alum of, and for a job that I didn't seek out but that I was recruited for, uh, it just um, it just confirms, you know, my life's work. Everything that Tanahazi and I write about uh, about how Black people are treated in this country, and how even if you follow all of their rules, um, in the end, it's not going to guarantee that you'll be treated fairly. And and that's why I fought this. That's why I demanded uh, the vote. And that's why I ultimately made the decision to walk away.
9: And, you know, the thing is that we're kind of taught, and you, you talked about this a little bit as well. Those of us who went to, you know, PWIs um, and, and not to HBCUs undergrad, you have in your head growing up that, you know, the, the pinnacle is to go to fill in the blanks, the school of your dreams, Harvard, Yale, whatever school it is. And, you know, I was talking with Jason Johnson. Um, it, he was hosting Ari's show today about the fact that. Set us back a generation, the schools that were producing the greatest minds in American history, the minds that broke the back of segregation and the rules that had been in this country in place since 1619, which is why you wrote that project, you know, the rules that excluded us were came from HBCUs. Do you feel like you're going to Howard and saying no to UNC after they belatedly offered you tenure? Do you think that that's going to spark more young people to change the vision in their minds to Howard?
10: I certainly hope so, and I know that ta holds hopes so as well. I mean, look, I chose Notre Dame because I felt as a black woman, I had to have this certain credential that they, uh, if I wanted white society to believe that I was actually intelligent and capable, then I didn't need to have an elite white institution on my resume. And I hated my time at Notre Dame. It was traumatizing. I haven't been back there since 1999. It's the first place I was ever called. The N-word was was on that campus. And so we have to we have to get to the point where we ask ourselves, we deserve to be at those places, absolutely. But is that the best thing for us? And, and so I certainly hope that us making this decision, a choice, right? Uh, this is not a consolation prize for me. This is what I wanted. I decided I was going to go to a historically black college. I had other options and I didn't want to go anywhere else. That other students will realize, as you said, Howard University um, has of any kind of uh, academic institution in this country, played the largest role in black people achieving right of any institution in this country, right? The tradition of doctors, lawyers, professionals coming out of HBCU still um, is an amazing tradition to be a part of. And we don't need to feel that we have to get validation from these other institutions. We can come home and build our own.
9: Yeah, and Ta-Nehisi, I have to bring you in here, uh, and, again, and I want to thank you because I know you don't do a ton of TV, so I'm very honored uh, to get to get to talk to you tonight. I feel like Can
4: you talk about my lighting. T-
9: <laughs> we are gonna work on that. We are gonna send you a ring light. You you got a great new job, so we Sen, gonna get you a we, do we gonna we gonna hook you up. I feel like I'm talking to the Takala and Okoye uh, of academia right now. So Wakanda forever. Um, you you have written you know so searingly about the theft that has undergirded American society, right? The plunder, as you put it. And I think part of that has been psychic, right? It has been for so long accepting the bland narrative that lionized these founders as sort of a a bedtime story rather than confront the real pain that's in the history that built us to be strong as we are, Um, do you think that this chapter teaches the people at UNC anything about the, the, um, the ramifications, the consequences of that plunder? Or do you think they say, good, two less problematic black people that we, that have to, that are going to tell our poor white students who are so fragile that they can't handle the truth, they won't tell them that now. What do you think right. they learn?
4: Well, I, I think one of the things that was clear uh, in Nicole's statement that when we use the the, the uh, term UNC, uh, we're, we're talking about a fairly uh, big uh, community. Uh, UNC is not merely its board of trustees. UNC is the students who protest at the UNC uh, is the dean at the School of Journalism. They came from of UNC is the Department of Journalism there that is regrettably uh, named after somebody who is the antithesis of journalism, but nevertheless advanced. Nicole's uh, package. I, I think that has to be said because Nicole, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe UNC is also the oldest public uh, university in this country and what that means is that this too is theft because this is an institution of black people in North Carolina and our public institutions in general that we pay into uh, and what has happened is that uh, the black students and the white students and you know students of all you know races and creeds at, at UNC has been denied the council, of arguably the most decorated uh, journalist in America right now. Um, yeah. Nicole Hannah Jones, if I can just sing her praises, uh, is is not just the author of 1619. She is a Peabody winner. She is uh, 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 a National Magazine winner. She was hot before 1619. And as much as I'm happy that she's coming to Howard, I am also sad for those students.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, I am too.
4: I am. I to, I,
9: listen, she spoke in my class, and my students were mesmerized. They were afraid to ask questions. They were so... Absolutely mesmerized by her. And I said all of them copies of the 1619 Project uh, as part of their little package at the end. But, you know, I have to ask you to to stay with you for a moment, Ta-Nehisi. why do you think, if you can step outside of it just for a moment and look at what um, Nicole wrote in terms of what she created in terms of the 1619 Project, look at the things that you've written, the things Adam Sir has written. They've been searing, but they're just facts, right? They're not dangerous in and of themselves. They're just ideas. Why do you think that people on the right are so terrified of these facts?
4: But they are. But they are dangerous. They are. They're, they're, they're extremely dangerous. The, the political order in this country is predicated on a bedtime story. Um, the history is not merely something that lives outside of the politics. There's a reason why the Confederate flag hung over the state of South Carolina. There's a reason why those statues were were erected. Um, they they are a part of the political order. They justify uh, uh, the anti-democratic power uh, that 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 exists in this country. And so, um, you know, the one thing I, I will say about that, and Joy, you mentioned this, is that. You know, HBCUs, frankly, not just Howard, whether it be Morehouse, whether it be, you know, a whether it be yes. FAMU, whether it be Coppin, whether it be, you know, Morgan. Uh, we don't have Bethune always been Don't cookman Bethune-Cookman, <laughs> Bethune-Cookman you know, they can all spell <laughs> them, more. let's go. I mean, the whole community, uh, because it's not just Howard. These have always been readouts and places uh, where one uh, would say a more truthful, more accurate or more, you know, as it turns out, searing a uh, version of America would, was rendered to a student. So I think that's important.
9: And do, uh, to come back to you, Nicole, do you fear that parts of um, white America are just going to further retreat into the bedtime story? that this rejection of, of, of true history, we're seeing it in Texas where they're banning uh, book events because they just don't want to hear the real story of the Alamo. Just give us the bedtime story. Do you fear that that retreat is just going to get more intense over time? And if it does,
10: what are the consequences of that? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I've said that the same places that are trying to ban uh, the teaching of critical race theory, that are trying to ban the sixty nineteen Project, which is actually, you know, they're just trying to ban the teaching of the true racist history of this country. Those are the same places that are introducing and passing laws to restrict the vote, right? Those are uh, places that are trying to ensure minority rule and that the, uh, the people who uh, the majority are supporting cannot actually have control of the politics of state. So these things are going hand in hand. And that's why what ta says that ideas are dangerous. We know there's a reason black people during slavery were not allowed to read, right? There's a reason why there were prohibitions during yeah. slavery on abolitionist literature yeah. because ideas change action and the way that you sustain yeah. an unequal society is by making us think that this is an equal society and so yes. if you don't succeed, it's because you haven't tried enough. so. It's not incidental that after we see the largest uh, protest for civil rights and black rights in the history of this country. And when you start to see the language changing and even white people who had uh, before rejected the idea of systemic inequality starting to say, well, maybe this isn't the country I thought it was. That is then why you see this backlash to say, actually, no. If you learn that history, they're saying you're bad, white people. They're saying that you that you are evil, and we can't teach this to you. So none of this is incidental, and it is. It's very dangerous. We've seen this before.
0: Okay, so that is from uh, the readout Tuesday, July sixth. Uh, the readout Joanne Reed on MSNBC. She uh, interviewed Tana Hesse Coates, and. Uh, Nicole Hannah Jones, okay, uh, about them joining the faculty at Howard University. The, the, uh, Nicole Hannah Jones is turning down the tenureship at uh, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, after all the hoops they put her through. And she's more than qualified to be a tenured professor there. And she told them to, she basically did a Dela Reese, like I said yesterday, she basically did a Dela Reese. She was interviewed on um c b s this morning by gail king okay two african american women uh means millions of people watching you can look at this piece here from uh nBC news that talks about it let me flip over to this one uh, the article I had up is the one from, um, Huffington Post. This is NBC News. Nicole Hannah Jones declines UNC's tenure over position at Howard University. Okay. So you have, uh, this and then, uh, you know, like I said, she, she did a, uh, she did a Della Reese on them. Uh, she didn't tweet about it. She didn't. She made her announcement on CBS this morning, millions of people watching. And she didn't curse. uh, She didn't she didn't curse out, at least on the air. She didn't curse out uh, University of North Carolina. She was very prim and proper. And, you know, uh, (laughs) she 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 was very intelligent and, and she and she blew them away. Okay. And this, and she, she did a, she did a Dela Reese on them, uh, like Dela Reese from, um, uh, Harlem Knights. Okay. When they, they were coming out of the, uh, coming out of the jail. And this is basically what she told them. All right. So that's basically, that's, that's Della Reese Night. That's basically what she told them. She did that. She did that live. She did that live on, um, on CBS this morning. Okay. And then it's been viewed almost a hundred thousand times on YouTube. Numerous articles have been written about it. So she put them on, she put uh UNC on blast. This is what happens. Uh, and, and, and she did it on Della Reese's birthday because July 6th was Della Reese's birthday also. So that's like triple black girl magic. Gail King interviewing <laughs> Nicole Hannah-Jones and uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones did a Della Reese on Della Reese's birthday. All right. So I, I want to go to uh, this last story. And this deals with um, actress Suzanne Douglas. Okay. Actress Suzanne Douglas who all of us remember from um, uh, the mother on uh, the Parenthood with uh, uh, Robert Townsend. Okay, Uh, really good family oriented uh, TV show. She passed away at age uh, 64 uh, on Tuesday. And I I got the word from Roland Martin that he posted about it. I I first saw his post on Instagram. And I think it was when I got off the air. Um, when was it? Was it either when I was still on the air or when I got off the air or something um, on Tuesday? And I saw his post about it. So I've been posting about it. That one of the first articles I saw was from Essence uh, Magazine, Essence.com, dealing with her passing. And uh, we're going to talk about that for a few minutes here. Uh, also. So uh, I want to go to this article here from uh, uh, Essence.com This is uh, actress Suzanne Douglas dead at 64. Actress Suzanne Douglas dead at 64. I was also looking at at the article from uh, BlackAmericaWeb.com as well uh on her passing so let me pull this up here she was she was also in the movie tap with uh gregory hines uh she was a brilliant brilliant sister uh she was an actress a dancer very very talented Okay, so if we look at this piece here from uh Essence magazine, um Suzanne Douglas was known for her roles in a number of movies and TV shows in the in the 1990s, including uh the movie Tap, the TV show The Parenthood, and the movie How uh How Stella Got Her Groove Back with uh Angela uh um with uh Angela Bassett. And I follow Angela Bassett on Twitter. Angela Bassett also posted uh, on Twitter about this. We're going to see if we can bring up uh, I'm going to bring up my, my I'm, I'm sorry, Instagram. I'm going to see if I can bring up uh, my Instagram page and look at the um, I'm going to look at the post from uh, Angela Bassett on Instagram also. But if we look at this article here uh, Suzanne Douglas, known for Uh, her leading role in the Robert Townsend sitcom, in the Robert Townsend sitcom, uh, The Parenthood has passed away at age 64. Angie T. reported to be a cousin of Suzanne Douglas. Um, Other late actress broke the news of uh, Suzanne Douglas' death on Facebook uh, July 6th, on Facebook uh, July 6th. In in her post, she wrote, Suzanne Douglas, a beautiful and talented uh talented actress, made her transition today. She warmed our hearts on movie screens and television sets all over the world. Uh this beautiful soul was my cousin. Quote, I can remember growing up there were there there weren't uh very many black actresses who had starring roles, but there was my cousin. Uh, with the role in Tap, the movie Tap, starring alongside great uh, dancers such as Gregory Hines and Sammy Davis Jr. She also performed with Angela Bassett and Whoopi Goldberg, Who- Whoopi Goldberg in How Stella Got Her Groove Back. The Inkwell, uh, uh, Jason's Lyric and so many and so much more. The list goes on. The world will miss your talent, but your soul will live on forever. Rest in paradise. My beautiful cousin, Suzanne, you will be missed. Rest in peace. OK, now. Um, I want to. Let's see. Let's flip over here to the article. Uh, this is the article here from. Um, Essence. And I want to go to uh didn't I pull it up here? I want to go to Instagram. Uh let me go to Angela Bassett. go to Angela bassett here on okay let's go to this post from uh, Angela bassett and let's blow this up here let's flip over to this one um. I am Angela Bassett on uh, Instagram. So you see this picture here with uh, Angela Bassett, with uh, Suzanne Douglas.
4: Just a second. Okay.
0: Uh, She says Suzanne was my brave, beautiful, and brilliant sister. Uh, an incandescent light among us. I adored her essence, her energy, um, her faith, and her fight. Suzanne's spirit was contagious. Hold this up. Suzanne's spirit uh, was contagious. She saw the best in everyone, and God's hand in every challenge, even the most difficult, rest. Sweet Angel. Okay, so many celebrities are uh, weighing in on uh, the passing of uh, uh, Suzanne Douglas. Uh, Robert Townsend, I was on Twitter today and uh, I shared the tweet from Robert Townsend, uh, who she starred opposite of uh, on The Parenthood. And let me go to. Robert Townsend's tweet here. And there's a picture from the cast. I also saw the uh, the Instagram post from Megan Go, uh, Gomez, Reagan Gomez Preston, who played her daughter Zaria on uh, The Parenthood. So Robin Ta- Robert Townsend tweeted, uh, my heart is full because yesterday I lost my amazing dancing partner on TV for five years, Suzanne Douglas. We did work on the parenthood. We did work on the parenthood. I just remember a lot of laughter and a lot of tears. Her regal bright light will be missed. Okay. So that's Robert Townsend from, um, uh, July 7th, 2021, and you see uh, the cast there from uh, the Parenthood. Now, let me go back to, I want to go back to the article here from uh, Essence. Let me go back to the article from Essence. Just a second here. And there's also one from uh, blackamericaweb.com as well. I I followed her on uh, Instagram, uh, Suzanne Douglas. I saw the post from I saw the post from uh rolling. So then I followed her on Instagram. Let me see. Is this the right one? Yeah, I think this is the right one here. Okay. All right, uh, um, let me go back to the article from uh, Essence. Just a second here.
4: Okay. Let's get this.
0: Okay. Let's post this new one. What is this here? Okay. All right. I need to get the new um, Chiron up. Okay. So we go back to the article here from... Uh, Essence. So she was in the Inkwell, Jason's Lyric, How Stella Got a Groove Back. Now, in 2015, she portrayed Sissy Houston in the Lifetime uh, biopic, uh, Whitney, okay, from Lifetime, about uh, the life of Whitney Houston. Now, Suzanne Douglas appeared in a number of TV sitcoms and dramas over the course of her career as well, in addition to Uh, Her leading part as Jerry Peterson, J.E.R.R.I. Jerry Peterson in the W.B. comedy The Parenthood, where she starred opposite um, Robert Townsend. Now, Douglas also had guest roles on The Cosby Show, Touched by an Angel. with uh, We just talked about Della Reese. OK, uh, Touched by an Angel that Della Reese uh, starred in, uh, The Parkers, uh, the Monique TV show, Mo- Monique and Countess Vaughn, The Parkers and The Good Wife. Most recently, uh, Suzanne Douglas starred in Ava DuVernay's 2019 miniseries, mini- When They See Us, When They See Us, about the um, uh, Central Park Five. Now, the Exonerated Five. Now, earlier this year, earlier 2021, Reagan Gomez Preston who starred along uh, Douglas in The Parenthood, who played her daughter, Zaria, gave her TV mom her digital flowers. Today, uh, she has retweeted those uh, Mother Day posts in her memory. So far, no cause of death has been revealed. So far, no cause of death um, has been revealed. And if we go to this tweet here. Let's go to this one here. This is from uh, Reagan Gomez, Preston. Uh, now this is what she tweeted may night. She said, this is a hashtag Suzanne Douglas, uh, Stan account. Let's see. Strong black lead. Uh, look at the material. Suzanne needs her flowers also a natural hair legend she posted she tweeted also because i you know one of the things i remember about suzanne douglas high cheekbones brown skin sister very beautiful uh and she wore locks okay so that's something i remember uh, on the parenthood that she wore locks it's something I i remember about her here's a picture of reagan gomez preston when she was younger with uh suzanne douglas okay so Let me go back to the uh, piece from Essence. Uh, Reagan went on to say, uh, y'all need to get into tap. Uh, She tweeted that also, y'all need to get into tap. Let's flip back over to that. That's the movie that uh, Suzanne was in with. Gregory Hines. And I was watching the clip of that today online and they show the two of them dancing, Gregory Hines and uh, Suzanne Douglas in their tap dancing. Uh Y'all need to get into hashtag tap all of the tap uh, legends, including a young Savion Glover. It was so good. And Suzanne was incredible. OK, I forgot she was in that movie. Tap. I have to go back. I saw tap when it came out. After go back in um and and watch that movie, I didn't realize that Suzanne Douglas was in the movie. There's it, a picture of her here uh, dancing with uh, Gregory Hines. Let me see. Can we what, what, let us blow? Yeah, right there. This picture of her dance with Gregory Hines. All right. So let's continue here uh, is there more. OK, so so far, according to Essence, no cause of death. If we look at the piece here from uh, uh, rep- uh a reported cousin of the actress said the news on Facebook writing she passed on July 6th. Okay. Now, uh, Suzanne Douglas was born in Chicago. Douglas would develop an interest in the arts and earn a bachelor's degree from Illinois State University. Later, she would earn a master's degree from the Manhattan School of Medicine, uh, Manhattan School of Music, Manhattan School of Music. She would earn a master's degree. Doug, uh, Suzanne Douglas filmography and this Douglas with 1S uh, her filmography would grow after her breakout role in Tap she famously played Gloria in 1994's Jason Lyric, Brenda in the Inkwell Angela in How Stella Got Her Groove Back and endeared herself to black households as Jerry Peterson on the TV show on the WB The Parenthood opposite Robert Townsend Recently, she starred as Sissy Houston and Lifetime's biopic uh, of the late uh, Whitney Houston called Whitney and in the four part Netflix miniseries When They See Us. Okay, uh, tributes and condolences began pouring in overnight uh, for Douglas uh, director uh, Ava DuVernay, who worked with Douglas on When They See Us, called her an elegant force. Uh, Ava DuVernay tweeted. Let's go over to this tweet here. Just a second. Uh, Let's go to the tweet from uh, Ava DuVernay. Uh, She says, Suzanne, uh, Suzanne Douglas was a quiet, elegant force. As we. As we made when they see us. As we made when they see us, a gentle woman, a gem of a lady, a confident, caring actor. Who breathed life into the words and made them shimmer. I'm grateful that our paths in this life crossed. May she journey on. May she journey on in peace and love. May she journey on in peace and love. Uh, okay, so they have the tweet from uh, one of the tweets from Reagan Gomez Preston as well. Okay, yeah, this this uh, tweet here is of their last taping of uh, the parenthood. That one right there, that's the last taping of the parenthood. Okay, the TV show, the parenthood. Okay, no official cause of death has been given. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with the Douglas family and and fans during this difficult time. Okay, so that's the piece from uh, BlackAmericaWeb dot uh, com. Parenthood actress Suzanne Douglas passes away at uh, sixty four. Okay, from uh, blackamericaweb.com dot com. All right, look, we have to get out of here. Hey, if you like this type of reformation. You can support the African History Network, dollar sign, the AHN Show through Cash App, dollar sign, the AHN Show through Cash App or through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the AHN Show. We're here six days a week, uh, Monday through Friday, 11 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. Sometimes we go over like today and then Sundays, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. OK, so this helps us keep doing the research, stay on the air, keep broadcasting, pay some of the bills, et cetera. This is our official Cash App account, dollar sign, The AHN Show, uh, through Cash App. And then do uh, PayPal, it's paypal.me forward slash The AHN Show. When you do it, the Cash App, uh, it'll say, Michael, when you type in dollar sign, The AHN Show, S-H-O-W, it'll say, Michael, and show my picture there. We'll post the link here and then be sure to register for the 10 week online course that I teach. If you like the type of history that we share here, then the 10 week online course that I teach is going to blow you away. Ancient Kemet, the Moors and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade where they didn't teach you in school. Okay, and we deal with thousands of years of history and what led up to the transatlantic slave trade taking place. We take you through tens th- tens of thousands of years of history and, and make history really make sense understand cause and effect okay uh, we have the information at our website africanhistorynetwork.com we're going to post a link here as well and when you scroll down our website uh, you'll see the information for uh, the radio show and scroll past that and uh, just click on register here click on register here and it'll take you to the next page and click on enroll and as soon as you uh, enroll you can start watching the content okay so we do the class live this is 10 10 sessions okay 10 consecutive Sundays 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time We do the class live. All the sessions are recorded. All the the sessions are recorded and archived. So you can go back and watch them over and over again. Okay. so as soon as you register, you can watch classes one through nine of the Saturday class that's wrapping up because that's archived for you. Also, you can watch classes one through nine of the Saturday class. And then you can um, you'll also be registered for the uh, Sunday class that starts up. Uh, Sunday July 4th Uh, well the class number one was Sunday July 4th the next class is Sunday July 11th 2 p.m. to uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time okay I do a PowerPoint presentation we have book uh, references articles video clips guest speakers uh, all that in the online course and then as a bonus uh, when you register now you'll get uh, a digital download of my latest lecture. I did it uh, June 16th, 2021. It's a two, two and a half hour presentation. I did uh, dealing with the real history of Juneteenth, the real history of Juneteenth. Okay. All right. We have to get out of here. Remember the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world because right now it's correct wrong behavior. And this is the, uh, I spoke at the Juneteenth Festival in Atlanta. This is the, uh, Official Juneteenth 2021 shirt. The Juneteenth, uh, uh, the three-day Juneteenth uh, parade and music festival down in Atlanta it was at Olympic Centennial Park. So I did two presentations down there. Also, I was uh, in Atlanta June 18th through the 20th. All right. Remember, right now, knowledge corrects wrong behaviors. Not over till we win. Wakanda kind of forever? And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.
2: Black on Purpose Television Network yes black on purpose television network all black all positive all the time the largest black on streaming television network in the world bringing our people together worldwide controlling our messages our stories our way black tv the way it should be black music black history and more 30 plus channels, thousands of shows. Black on Purpose Television Network. Subscribe now.
8: Hi, I'm Joel Wilson, President and CEO of JCW Computer Consulting LLC, a technology implementation firm with over 20 years of satisfying customers. We offer a full spectrum of industry top-tier branded services. We are an authorized partner or reseller for Lenovo, Zoom, T-Mobile, Microsoft 365 and Surface tablets, Google Workspace, Acer, Asus, Samsung, PCmatic security software, and many more. Our online store features laptops, Chromebooks, computers, printers, accessories, and software. Businesses, take advantage of our free one-hour Zoom tech consultation and know we offer top nationwide high-speed internet service providers, voiceover IP, and cellular phone services. Home users, don't miss our current in-stock Chromebook inventory. Please visit us at jcwcc.com or call 215-879-6701.
9: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.